actually be good to watch it again because I'm pretty sure you probably missed a few things. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, did you, know, you get all the way to the end past the credits? Oh, 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 see, now I gotta watch it. No, I didn't. You know, that's when black people leave. <laughs> let that play for a little bit because you deserve a theme song so if you don't have a theme song honey get your life together <laughs> welcome everyone you are now tuned into another amazing edition of Sonia on air I'm your host Sonia Hudson Payne and before I get to today's amazing guest do me a quick favor I need you to subscribe 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 make sure that you subscribe to every Sonia on air streaming platform if you're watching this on YouTube not only subscribe, but make sure you hit the notification button. It looks like a little bell. And once you hit the notification button, every time I upload an all new Sonya on Air celebrity interview, guess who will be the first one to know? Guess who will be the first one to see me have a conversation with the celebrity to unpack their pivotal moments and their milestones? Guess who? Guess who? <laughs> you! <laughs> you, you, you. Okay, so today's guest. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you something. I was just minding my business. Minding my business, probably eating some potato chips like I ain't got no business doing. Okay. Minding my business. And then I just saw a commercial for this new movie that was streaming on BET Plus. It's called The Reading. And when I saw that Monique, Monique the comedian, was one of the starring characters, I said, wait a minute, Hollywood didn't forgave her? <laughs> And then plus, Lee Daniels is one of the executive producers. So I said, you know what? Let me see what this film is all about. I liked it. The reading starring Chastity Surreal. That's the guest that's coming up on today's edition of Sonya on Air. Now, she plays a character named Sky Brown. Now, her character has these sort of supernatural powers. She can connect to people who have passed over, transitioned, died kicked the bucket, was carried by six and not judged by 12. <laughs> okay. So the movie's good. I liked it. I really did. I really thought it was scary. It was scary and it was funny. I don't know if horror and comedy should be in the same genre, but you know, I was here for it. <laughs> There's this one line that Monique says. <laughs> I can't say it because it is full of profanity and it tells you how she really feels about the kids. <laughs> okay. But Chastity, let me tell you, as I was watching the reading, I said, wait a minute. I know her from somewhere. I know her from somewhere and I couldn't put my finger on it at all. So I said, okay, okay. So I loved the movie. I said, let me reach out to her and see if she would come on, sign you on there for a conversation. And child, she said, yes. Lesson number one, don't be afraid if you are an entrepreneur, well, if you are a podcaster, right? If you are a podcaster, 
don't be afraid to hear no. You're going to hear no's a million and 50, 11 times. Trust me on this one. But it is those loud and resounding yeses. That's all that you need. When I first started off podcasting, I was doing a lot of outreach, a lot of pitching to television networks, to celebrities themselves, to um, film writers, to film executive producers, to fashion designers. I was pitching out to them. Now, Chaddy, reach out to me. Or because of the impressive guest list on Sonya on air, they know I'm serious about this. This ain't a hobby. I'm serious about this. So be serious about your podcasting brand as well. You may hear a lot of no's, but trust me when I tell you those no's will definitely turn into a yes. So anyway, I said, wait a minute. I know her from somewhere. I couldn't place my finger on it. So I started doing my research to prepare for this conversation with Chastity Surreal. And I said, that's where I know her from. She was a contestant on Project Runway. Project Runway. Tongue twister, chat. <laughs> Project Runway. She was a finalist um, on season 19 of Project Runway. And I really loved her story behind her fashion aesthetic. She was a, well, she is a Black girl, a young Black girl who was very intentional and meaningful about her life and what she places in life, i.e. her designs. When she presented during Fashion Week for the season finale of Project Runway episode, um, season 19, the title of her um, line was called Rebellious something child it was something about a rebellion <laughs> we'll get to that later when she comes up to the show what's it called rebellious soul rebellious reflection it's called rebellious reflection and it really just spoke to a woman of color once again just letting society know that although you see me on television and i have some amazing designs it's not easy and there's a rebellious side of me and i need the world to see the rebelliousness I was here for it. So now that I see her acting, I love it because if you notice every celebrity that I have on Sonya on air, they are doing a multitude of things. I always say from the beginning, because remember before I started off Sonya on air celebrity interviews, I was just interviewing millionaire, billionaire, entrepreneurs, and business professionals. And the common denominator behind anyone who's successful, whether or not you are a millionaire, billionaire in business, or if you are very successful in media, um, television, film, beauty, um, music, the common denominator is they are doing a multitude of things. They're not just doing one, you know, just like you can't just eat just one chip. You got to eat more than one. They cross over into different genres in order to secure the bag. And I always say the best way to stay broke is to do one thing. So Chastity is now acting and there is a connection between her and the writer and executive producer and director of the reading. His name is Courtney Glade. He'll be coming up on the show also um, soon. So make sure that you hit the notification button because you want to make sure that you are catching when I am launching the interview with the writer, director, executive producer, um, Courtney Glade. So there's a connection between those two and we might get to it when I have this conversation with Chastity or we might get to it once. No, we're going to get to it once I have this conversation with Chastity because it really talks about expanding your network. Um, 
And that's the reason why she was able to get one of the leading roles on this hit movie streaming on BET Plus, The Reading. I'm going to tell you all about the connection. You have to be in the right rooms. You have to be surrounded with the right people in order for your life to go into the next direction or to leverage where your life is going. It is very intentional. This is a hard lesson that I even had to learn because there was a point in my life. There was a point in my life. <laughs> I really had to stop and look at the people that I had invited. I invited. They didn't squirm their way in. Well, maybe they did. Maybe a little manipulation, but I fell for it. I invited these individuals in my life. And once I started taking on a different direction in my life, people started to see me differently. Not everybody wants to applaud your growth. And notice how, I want you to notice how when you are changing, when you are growing in a positive direction, look at the people who you have around you. Just see if they're going to support you in the capacity that you want to be supported. That was a hard lesson for me because like I said, I had invited all of the wrong people in my life. But also what I wasn't doing, which I am now doing, I did have some right people in my life. And so instead of focusing on all of the wrong people, I needed to devote a lot of time to all of the right people. So shout out to all the right people in my life. You know who you are. You text me. I respond right away. You call me on the phone. I'm picking up, child. We're going to have a nice little conversation. So that's how you know if I'm not rocking with you. I don't pick up at all. <laughs> so why don't we do this? Let's take a few commercial breaks and um, we'll be right back with Chastity Surreal, who stars as Sky Brown on the hit BET streaming film, The Reading. I'll be right back. I promise. <laughs> you work out on the regular? Fuel your cart goals with Instacart, the go-to service for quick delivery straight to your home. Use the special Sign Your Air link below. This, this is Sign On Air. Hi, Chastity. Hi. Hi, beautiful. How are you? I'm feeling better. <laughs> Let me tell you, I really thank you because, you know, in this line of business, sometimes it can look really bad when people take care of themselves first. But at this right. age, I promise myself that when my body says it needs attention, I'm going to give it the undivided attention that it deserves. So oh, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That Your health is first. Yes. So I just want to ask you, you know, has there ever been a time where you had to kind of put your personal issues first before your work? Oh, absolutely. All the time. And I make sure that happens because what I have learned in business is that because, um, as you know, I'm a designer as well. And in acting like we are human beings, we're not machines. And I'm also a mother. So depending on um, who needs attention, whether it's myself or my children, um, depending on severity, I have to make sure that their needs and my needs come first, for sure. Yeah. You know, I thought I would leave with that question, you know, just as a reminder to individuals, 
take care of yourself first. They always right. tell you on the airplane, like put on the oxygen mask first before you can help anyone else. That was a hard lesson that I had to learn. I learned that pretty late, but now that I got it, I'm answering the call of self-love before anything else. So I love it. Thank you for confirming that mes message. But let me tell you something, Chastity. <laughs> okay. As I was watching the reading, I kept saying, now I know her from somewhere. <laughs> I could not place my finger on her. <laughs> and then as I was preparing for this conversation, I said, there it is. Finalist, season 19, Project Runway. Oh my gosh. I love it. So what made you do the switch into acting? Well, it wasn't a switch. And I answer this all the time because... Um, the world of whoever paid attention or tuned into Project Runway knows me as a fashion designer because I've been doing it for a long time. I actually got into acting when I was in middle school. I also did like church plays and things like that. Um, but I always had it in my mind that I was going to have to move to like LA. The acting scene wasn't really big in Houston. And although I did love it, I at the time loved fashion more. So I got into fashion design and when the opportunity presented itself to get into acting, I just explored it and I was like, oh, yes, I love it here. <laughs> Got it. But that's another lesson. So what the purpose of this, my platform is to unpack your pivotal moments and your milestones. And that was just one right there. Get back into something that you used to love and do when you were a kid. Don't lose that. That could be something that you could monetize. That can be your career. So once right. again, just tapping into that and, and standing up in faith, were you yes. scared? Were you scared to take that leap of faith? And how did you talk yourself through it? For which part? Design or acting? The acting, the acting. Um, Definitely was scary because it was, even though I wasn't new to it, it was a new venture. Doing... um. Acting in middle school, obviously you have nerves, but actually having something that is going to be on the big screen for the world to see and to judge um, and to critique definitely was in the back of my mind. But I am a go for it, uh, go for it, why not person. So I am not someone who likes to think about shoulda, coulda, woulda, or what if. Mm. So I'm always like foot forward. So faith is definitely at the forefront, like. Blind faith is what it is because you can't see what's on the other end until you go out and try it. That's true. So the reading, I watched it with my daughter. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I stumbled across it because I really didn't see any advertisement, any promotion. I see it now. But when I first started streaming on BET Plus, I didn't see any type of commercial advertisement for it. But when I tuned into it, whoo, you know what? It brought me back to those scary horror films that I used to watch in the 80s, like Poltergeist and Jason mm. and Freddy Krueger. I live for it because I said, you know what? I want to see a movie that's going to scare me. But I was surprised, too. It made me laugh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it made me laugh. So tell people who haven't seen the reading, what is the reading about through your lens? Okay, through my lens. Okay, yeah. so the reading is about... Um, a woman named Emma Leiden who tragically lost her family to a home invasion and she wrote a book about it and for publicity stunt made by her PR she wanted to hire a psychic medium um, to come and do a reading for her in hopes that it would help with elevate her book sales now Emma nor the 
PR knew that Sky, who I play, is an actual medium and can see and speak to the dead for real. So once the reading actually happens, everything goes haywire. And it's pretty much saying, what do you do when you are in a house that you can't get out of and you have open doors that you cannot close? Yeah. That was a lot. That was a lot because I was not expecting, you know, once the medium was shown certain things, I don't want to give it because people haven't watched it yet, but there is a definite plot twist that you are going to be like, OMG. So Emma is played by Monique. Once you found out about the role of Sky Brown, were you a little bit hesitant or reserved to take upon the role considering that Monique was going to be in the film and she had received some ostracization from Hollywood and her loyal fans. Were you a little hesitant? I I wasn't hesitant at all. Actually, um, I'm very good friends with the writer, director, producer, Courtney Glade, and he wanted me to audition for the role of Jesse, which is Sky's best friend. Um, I kind of he, he says I stole the role of Sky like during the audition. But when it comes to Monique, I, I think I was more pumped to work with her. Mm-hmm. Um, who she gives on social media and in her interviews, we call her that stern auntie is who she is on set. So mm-hmm. it was more of an, it was nervousness because she is a legend. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was excitement as well because to be like in her presence and actually work with her, um, It's a a memory I'm going to have forever. Wow. So we see Monique on social media, you know, with the nice, kind auntie voice. In real life, did she really greet you like, hey, my sweet baby? You know, that, so me along with the other three um, characters who play my friends, we all lined up the first day she came on set and she was up on stairs and that's all we heard was, are those my sweet babies? I have to come down and see my babies. And she came down the stairs and gave each of us a warm embrace, a hug individually. Um, she knew the script. She knew about Sky. She was like, we're going to have to go to some really dark places for these um, roles, aren't we? And I said, yes, ma'am. And um, just her feedback, her on set um, definitely spoke volumes, especially for new actors and actresses. We're, we're young and still pretty much breaking off into the business. And for her to actually just have such a warm, welcoming, for us, it it spoke volumes of who she is as a person. Got it, got it. So I always believe that when you are in the room with greatness, you should lean in and take away something. So what was the biggest takeaway that you learned from Monique that you could um, implement in your life moving forward? To implement in my actual life, yeah. um, I always remain humble. Mm. I think that is a, I've always been a firm believer of that. And to work with someone such as Monique and you see how humble she is. Mm. Um, there were times where it was a wrap for her for that day. And she would say, no, I'm going to stay here so I can help them. I can mm. help them stay in the character. I can give them feedback. And for me, it's no matter where you go in life, um, always remain grounded because just as you were given that gift, it can be taken away. So true. You know, yes. every so often, but no, really every week I try to 
say, what is the purpose of this week going to be? What am I going to lead with? Mm-hmm. And this week, you kind of just said it. For me, this week is I was going to be more intentional of applauding people, making sure that I'm giving individuals their roses. I don't want people to feel as if I'm disconnected from where I once was. Even mm-hmm. though I've grown, I don't want people to think that I'm on this new level. I've forgotten about people. So I, I want right. to be intentional this week to say, I see you. I see what you're doing. I'm proud of you. I applaud you. I congratulate you. And I think that that is super, super important. Another thing that's super important is building your network. And you briefly mm-hmm. alluded to your friend, the writer, director, and executive producer, Courtney Glauday. Is that how you yes. pronounce last mm-hmm. name? Your childhood friends? Not childhood. I met Courtney like 13 or 14 years ago. Um, I had no idea he was like a right. He had this whole, I met him when he was in a singing group. He's going to kill me. for (laughs) But yes. And I had no idea that he had this other like directing hat, this writer's hat. Um, He's very talented, very, um, it's kind of disturbing. Like what comes to his mind when he writes, but it's brilliant. And um, one day, it wasn't for the reading. He had um, he was doing some work for for another another project. He said, "Hey, have you been have you ever been interested in acting? I need an extra." So that's kind of how I got introduced, especially in the town that we're in. Um, I don't work with a lot of people, and I like to build trust with people. And Courtney Glade is one of the most professional people I've ever worked with. So anytime he calls, I'm like, oh, "Okay, just send me the script." <laughs> I love it because um, the reading is actually the second project that you worked on with him, right? Yes. There's a, a third project, but it's it's not out yet. Oh, okay. Is it coming out soon? I am not at liberty to say. Is it a different genre from the reading? Can you say that? It is um, what I would describe this project as is um i'm gonna say real life horror real life horror got it got it got it but i don't want to you know lose that message make sure you are networking with all of the right individuals Mm -hmm. get into the home and say hello to people because you never know when the next opportunity will show up oftentimes when we are trying to leverage our life we are doing like this we're reaching up Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need to reach to the left and to the right because the person standing next to you might be able to give you your next opportunity. So going back to the reading and what you had to tap into, you had to go deep. And yes. filming something of that genre, um, sometimes things can stay on you, that energy. How did you prepare for the role of Sky Brown? Well, for Sky, what I did was, being that she was a college student, I went and watched... Um, a show called Psychic Kids. And the reason why I watched that particular show was because I feel like Sky was someone who was very awkward, very timid. Um, I feel like she had this gift since like childhood, um, which means you don't really have a normal life nor a normal personality. So for Psychic Kids, I, kids, I really watched how the children would maneuver um, when they saw things that the people around them and adults could not see. They couldn't express it in the way. They get awkward. They move funny. They'll stare at something and not say a word um, because they didn't know how to articulate what they were seeing. And um, another thing that I had to do was 
you do have to go to some very dark places mentally in order to bring out certain emotions. Um, I would say for this role, that was very hard because I didn't know how to immediately switch when um, Courtney would say cut. And um, I explained like, oh my gosh, I feel so awkward because I'm like, everybody is kind of, even though nobody's like jolly, but when cut, I'm just like, um, I'm still like not feeling my best, but I never voiced it. Mm-hmm. Um, one day on set, I did talk about it before we started filming and Monique overheard what I was saying. And she said, I'm glad I heard you say that. Mm-hmm. She said, what we're doing is fun. You are not Sky." You don't take those uh, sky home to your children. You leave her here at this table. You leave her here in this room. Um, and she, that, I took those words with me, especially for roles in the future, um, learning how to disconnect and do certain methods of disconnecting, whether it's breathing, meditation, things like that. Nice, nice. I was wondering, too, you, like you said, you have small children. Mm-hmm. And that is something that a lot of people do. They don't know how to leave work at the workplace. And it's right. so important because you can impart that energy, negative energy, to your children. And they are so undeserving. Hence, they'll start developing trauma that they didn't mm-hmm. even ask for. So I'm glad, right. once again, Monique, the icon, the living legend, overheard a conversation and was able to help you navigate into a more positive space. I like it. I like it. So out of acting and being a fashion designer, what's your first true love? Oh, this is the first time I received this question. Um, I don't, they equally tie my heart only because it's art, but in different forms. Like for me as a designer, I I don't have to put on a face. I don't have to hide behind a character. Um, it is a part of me and it's creative expression. Whereas for acting, I can like, if I'm having a bad day, put that into my, um, my role and I'm gifted to tell a story through someone else's eyes. And I feel like that's, that's a true art form too. I'm, I've, I've been very artistic since I was little. So both of them have like an equal like string at my heart because they're both different. Now, if they were competing with each other um, in the same lane, then I would Uh say, "Eh, I don't know. But I love both equally because I get to express in different ways. Got it. Got it. But, you know, I'm going to challenge you a little bit further. Let's say that you had an opportunity to design a gown for Michelle Obama. Okay. The same time that you were called to take a role on a movie set. Which opportunity would you take? Both. <laughs> you can't. You got to choose See, one. <laughs> you're just now meeting me. And I might be this sweet woman on camera, but there is nothing that I cannot do. And I always say it might be difficult, but it's not impossible. Mm. If Michelle Obama calls me, because in my mind I'm analyzing, okay, well, if Michelle Obama calls me, it's, I'm going to have to have time to create a gown, which means I'm going to hire a seamstress, sketch something out, give me her measurements. I'm going to have it here. I'm going to have all of that lined up so I don't miss that opportunity. And for um, a role, let me know that schedule too, or I'm going to take the sewing machine with me. So when I'm offset, I'm working on it. I, I'm the person that's going to take up any opportunity that's thrown at me. Like for um, Karen Huger, 
I was on my way to dress her when the reading trailer dropped while I was in the airport. Yeah, wait, talk about that for a moment. Because I just found this out yesterday <laughs> as I was for this conversation. Yes. I said, oh my gosh, she designed Kara Huger's reunion dress, not only for this season's reunion, but also mm -hmm. last yes. uh, reunion. How did you uh, get connected with Karen Huger of uh, The Real Housewives of Pot uh, Potomac? That was um, a Bravo TV crossover. So when I was on Project Runway, they actually brought in um, different housewives from different uh, branches, franchises. And Karen was actually my client on the show and she kept me afterwards. So we um, developed a great relationship and I make pieces for her. So, and then she flies me out to the reunion so I can get to experience it, which is so great. So I'm glad that I have that connection with her as well. Nice. Well, I'm glad that you weren't on one of the uh, worst designers list for the reunion. You really did your thing with oh, Karen. It was absolutely beautiful. You've also designed for, um, I think, Corinne Hawthorne and Tammy yes. Roman. Um, yes. Who do you prefer designing for, celebrities or, let's say, the everyday woman? When I think of a celebrity, I think that a celebrity is the everyday woman, but on camera, um, all of my clients I treat as celebrities. Everybody needs that go-to piece, so I definitely wouldn't put like a difference between the two. Now, <laughs> if Beyonce calls me, <laughs> that's a whole different story, but I treat, I treat all of my clients like the same, so... Everybody's a celebrity to me. Got it, got it. And I want to go back a little bit and talk about Project Runway because the season that you were on, mm -hmm. season 19, it was during the pandemic. I don't call it the pandemic. And you really exemplify and personify exactly the term of pandemic because when you got the call that you were going to be a contestant, it was during the pandemic. Talk yes. about that process. What made you want to audition? How did you feel when you got the Zoom call? Talk about that. Well, okay. I auditioned. No, I sent in a, a tape um, before the pandemic. Uh -huh. And this was my third time auditioning, sending in the tape for Project Runway. And I said, you know what? Because the first two times I was discouraged. However, I don't feel like I was really ready. And this time around, I felt like I was ready. So when the audition process actually started happening, which took a longer time mm -hmm. because of the uh, pandemic, um, we I went through so many, <laughs> so many interviews and the dates kept switching and things like that. So when I actually got on the Zoom call with all the execs, I was, I made a outfit to wear that day <laughs> um, because I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a walking billboard for myself. And I, I was just my... One thing I did promise myself, because um, I'm very much an introvert, um, I'm going to be my authentic self. Um, when people meet, I'm very, like, stoic and I'm reserved. In real life, I'm very goofy. I'm loud. I'm going to start singing, start rapping, all of this. I promised myself, you be your true self when you get in front of that camera. So when I got the call to go to New York, I was terrified. I have to leave my children, leave my fiance at the time. My, just my family, my my girls are going to be taken care of. But just stepping into the unknown again, not right. knowing what to expect, it was scary, but I was ready for it. Hmm. Um, 
And it was just a whole whirlwind. I'm, I'm so grateful. It was very trying at times, but I'm so grateful for the experience. I walked away um, knowing more about myself with forever friendships with um, a few of the designers and a, a newly found confidence. I am a self-taught designer. So going in with people who actually have professional backgrounds, I was kind of, you know, scared to go against those, but I really, I really show myself and Taraji P. Henson told me that I had a gift from God. Like there's talented people and there's a gift. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, Fish Girl, you're right. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm glad I did not give up on that. Yeah. Your authenticity, it really resonated across the TV screen and landed with audiences such as myself, because through your storyline, you always discussed your children, the love for your Mm -hmm. children, the love of standing in your truth. So for a woman of color, that was a proud moment for me to see. So thank you for giving us all of that um, to witness. We really appreciated that. So what's the name? Tommy Hilfiger also said something amazing to you about your season oh, yeah. finale line. What was it called? Um, Rebellious? Re- Rebellious Reflection, yes. Rebellious Reflection. That title alone, what made you come up with that title? It stemmed from... Um, feeling like the black sheep of, of my family. I was just the person who was different. Um, I felt misunderstood at times, judged at times, not even just in family and society. I became a, I became pregnant with my oldest daughter at the age of 19. And, you know, back then society, oh, you're going to have to give up on this. How are you going to go after this? And I've just been like a rebel. My mom wanted me to go to college. I went um, to a community college for one year. And I realized it was not for me. And my father passed away when I was um, 12 years old. And I think that I didn't understand it when I was younger, but I think that gave me a different outlook on life of you only give one life, go after what you want. And you have to literally just drown out the noise. So the rebellious reflection name came from me staring myself in the mirror Mm -hmm. and telling myself that I am enough. And you are worthy. You are that it girl. You are sis. That is you. And I had to preach that to myself for so long in order to believe it. And I feel like a lot of, especially black women have to go through that. I went through it on the show. It kind of, it was like, I had to, even though I had all these emotions, I'm like, I'm not, I can't get, you know, weak or weak in front of the judges or things like that. But um, that's where that name came from. And Tommy Hilfiger, I was super nervous. And also, I kind of had like a, oh man, he's the judge in a way of, he wear, he makes like ready to wear it, like everyday wear. There's no way he's going to like my over the top intricate pieces. So I was very discouraged when um, Christian came into the workroom and announced that. Mm. Um, I just immediately was just like, yeah, it's it's not going to be me only because I knew what I, I thought I knew what I uh, felt like he was looking for. So when it came to judgment time and that man had, because obviously there is so much that's cut out. He said so much to me that did not make the um, episode. Mm-hmm. And I was just in awe like that, that I, at that time I was bawling because his speech to me was so different from the other contestants Mm -hmm. and how he poured into me for you to only know me and judge me off of this one collection 
and name every celebrity that I would love to dress. That spoke volumes to me, especially a man who has been in this industry for decades. Yeah, real recognizes real. And I know yeah. that due to editing, we couldn't hear a lot of what Tommy Hilfiger said to you. But one thing that we were privy to is when he said that your DNA is in the aesthetics of your designs. What is your DNA? And how does how do you put that into your aesthetic? I draw a lot of my inspiration from, I'm going to say like um, fairy tales. However, what I have grown to believe is that I like to create a world outside of the world that we live in, where we're wearing everyday clothes and um I just like to put in certain intricate elements to where you know that that is a chastity surreal piece. And my DNA is definitely like dark romance, but with a twist. Got it. Got it. And the reason why we love how you include or embed your DNA is because representation definitely matters. Mm -hmm. As a woman of color, a black woman, I mm -hmm. want to see other black women on television. As a mother of a 20 something year old, I want her to see images of herself on television. At mm. one point in time, I really had to stop and think about my childhood. And I said, damn it, I didn't even realize that I didn't really see a lot of women who looked like me. So when you were a kid, you often played with Barbie dolls. Yes. For, you know, fashion design. I didn't do that. Yes. My Barbie dolls was having sex child, but that's a whole other <laughs> Listen, I feel like that's in every household, okay? That's, that's, let me go check on what my kid is doing. <laughs> oh my gosh. So back then we had, you know, Barbie dolls. You're much younger than me. You had Barbie dolls. You have small mm -hmm. kids. Do small kids still play with Barbie dolls? And is Barbie dolls giving a accurate representation of young black girls today? You know what? I feel like today I actually did a, when Barbie, the actual brand had their 60th anniversary, they had me do a, um, an event um, for their Houston stop. And this is when I learned how inclusive they are now as a brand, because obviously back then they, they were not, there's every shade, every type. Um, I think it's beautiful. And it's not just even the Barbie brand. There. There are so many other doll brands out here now. It makes yes. my head spin. Like the <laughs> OMG dolls and uh, Rainbow High. I don't even know where they came from. Mm -mm. Um, it's very, it's very inclusive, and I think it's beautiful. One thing my children do now because I used to cut up my socks when I was little. You know the church socks with the little frills around oh, the yeah. uh, ankles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to get in trouble for that, but now my kids will. Well, actually, the fashion game for these dolls now are on a level 10, mm -hmm. but they still like to come grab mommy's little scraps of sparkly fabric and pin it or wrap it around or tie it around their uh, dolls, which I think is cute. I'm like, okay, so they're watching me. <laughs> nice. So I'm glad that you are a living example because everything that you've done when it comes to the fashion designing, when it comes to acting, most of it, you were self-taught. Is that correct? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Okay, so at some point in time, when it comes to the acting, did you mm -hmm. take any type of formal acting classes or is everything just self-taught? I would, I would say self-taught. Now, I didn't, I've never had an instructor. I had an amazing drama teacher in middle school. And I'm wondering, like, okay, I feel like that kind of stuck with me. And she was a Black woman. 
and we did um, competitions where she would give us, and it would all be by Black writers, Black poets. Um, we would even have to come up with our own skits to do that was surround like it had, it was a lot of Black in it. So when I went to my high school, it was very um, Romeo and Juliet, and that's kind of when I stopped. Um, I was like, yeah, this is this is not what I want. But for Black History Month, I would always participate in those skits. Um, and I always took that with me. And then watching movies, I would dissect or embarrassing to say, like mimic the actress depending on what's on um, what's on screen. Like Kimberly Elise and Diary of a Mad Black Woman. <laughs> the 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 table scene. Yes, I love that one. Um, practice like monologues and things like that, but I've never had any formal training, especially for acting. Got it. Or so- design. You did what well, you said, um, Kimberly Elise. Yes, I, I always mimic um, Angela Bassett in Waiting Takes Hell when she <laughs> I hear that a lot when she blows <laughs> up the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite scene of all time. <laughs> Is it now? I wonder why. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. But going back to this wonderful world of acting in Hollywood, yes. and you're talking about diversity and inclusion. Now that you have a taste of Hollywood and all of the nuances, do you think that we are better or they are doing better with diversity and inclusion? Still being a newbie on the outside looking in, like looking at interviews and things like that. Um, I actually watched an interview. It was with Viola Davis, Gabrielle Union. I don't know if it was a few more people. I think they were sitting with Oprah talking about back then and how there were only a few roles for a black woman and they all had to compete for that. I was like, man, that is terrible. Um, I do feel like the doors um, are opening for more of the black faces of Hollywood. Um, And I'm so grateful for that. And I feel like there's, there's more to come for a lot of us because we're not all, you can't put all of us in one box. And just as you um, said about growing up and seeing characters or women like you on television, I have gotten so many DMs, um, not even just from Project Runway, but for this movie, saying that moms, first of all, for me, this movie is too disturbing for your children, but um, <laughs> their, their children are watching me saying thank, or thank you, like you're representing blah, blah, blah. Especially in this genre, too. You don't see a lot of us in this genre at all for film, either. No. If you see us in this genre of horror, you know, we're running in the first five seconds. We oh, the movie over. <laughs> the movie's over. The movie is you, over. You already know what we're going to do. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to head out. <laughs> so what type of feedback did you get? Other than that, not only with your role, but overall the movie, what type of feedback did you get about the reading? Man... It has been such an outpouring of love. Obviously, you know, we have the good and the bad, but the good, you know how you force yourself for the good to outweigh the bad? We don't have to do that because there's so much good. People love the plot twist. Um, people are, you know, kind of a little teed off about a little pieces of my role or what <laughs> I did or did not do, um, which which what I take as like a compliment because that means I played my character well, especially if you're reacting in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's been such a great outpouring of love, um, positive feedback. You know, we take criticism and, you know, apply it to whatever's next. But it's been such an overwhelming and great opportunity. I love the film. I love that people are loving the film. And um, two days after it was released, it was trending top 10 in the U.S. Yeah. And I was just like, what? And we learned that when we were in New York doing a private screening with BET execs. So I was just like, okay, Popeye Collins. Yeah. <laughs> it's catching on so fast. I'm telling you. Yeah. Now, once it started streaming on BET Plus, now everybody's talking about it. And now I'm hearing yes. the commercials. Even while I was watching it, I said, Monique, you better come on through. If she isn't nominated for some sort of award, she really showed up and showed out in this film but going back to your character just talking about you know some of the feedback that you received so your yes. character sky brown she was loyal 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 to a fault i wanted her to say no it doesn't feel right i don't want to do this but yes. because of the loyalty to her friend mm -hmm. she said yes mm -hmm. are you similar in that way you are loyal 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 even if it means diminishing a piece of yourself I would I would have to embarrassingly say yes. And I'm actually learning how to put more of myself and my feelings first and think if this person is really who they say they are in the role that they are in your, your life, will they put you in a predicament that um, will cause harm, mental instability or anything like that and learn to say no or, you know, love from a distance. But I feel like because Sky um had certain abilities that probably caused her not to have a lot of friends and it was kind of like oh these my friends friends these are people who are loyal to me so I have to kind of do this for them as well as the you know situation at home with her mom it was kind of like okay you know I'm gonna just suck this up one more time and then you know it is what it is you got it. You got it. Yeah, that was a lesson, too, that I yeah. had to learn just about saying no and mm -hmm. saying yes to me. You know, yes. um, that's the, the lesson in itself. It's very uncomfortable, but it's a must. It's a lesson that yeah. everyone just has to get. So, you know, as you were talking, images of the, the film, the reading was just kind of going through my head. The funniest scene, like when Monique was, well, not Monique, Emma, when Emma was chasing you through the house... <laughs> <laughs> like TikTok is having a field day with that scene, having a whole field day. You know, I might reenact that scene too. You know, I'm, I'm, oh similar. <laughs> I'm similar, you know, um, uh, elementary school, middle school, high school. I went to professional art for, for uh, dance, musical theater, acting. So everything is a movie for me, child. <laughs> <laughs> so there were a couple of scenes afterwards I just had to reenact and my daughter told me I need help she even asked me she said mom are you on the spectrum I said oh, oh my gosh not on the spectrum oh she came for you oh my gosh not on the spectrum. my daughter's 27 how old are your kids my oldest will be 14 next month my youngest is 8 and oh, yeah they, they think I'm uh -huh. they don't think I'm cool at all so no. Oh, they're gonna come for you. Wait until the language and the communication gets a little bit better. They may ask you the same question too, because you're, you know, theatrical. You're whimsical. They may ask you, "Mom, are you on the spectrum?" <laughs> My oldest is already, "Mom, you're embarrassing. Please stop." I'm like, "Me? Okay, whatever, whatever." 
<laughs> so do they have any aspirations to enter into fashion design or acting? My oldest um, actually has a small role in something coming out. She's very much interested in film. For Christmas, we bought her her first camera. She likes to write scripts or do something called free script where they just imp do improv. Um, and I like to feed into that. Whatever they want to do, I'm, mommy's going to make sure that I support. Um, my youngest, she loves to dance. She knows all the TikTok dances. And I'm just like, girl, <laughs> okay. Um, and they both love to draw. So I feel like they're going to do something very artistic and Mommy, dad is going to be there to support. I love it. I love to hear when parents are supporting their child's dreams, even yeah. though it may sound outlandish yes. and far-fetched, be there to support your kids. So two final questions. How can my audience tap into your fashion designs and probably purchase something? Where can they go? They can actually go to my website, which is chastitysorrell.com, or if they're following me already on um Instagram, I have a link in my bio that'll take them right there. Got it. And upcoming projects that we can expect you in. Upcoming projects. Um, for acting, I am not at liberty to say. Um, for, oh, for, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, for fashion design, I mean, I have a small installation that I'm putting together in Houston um, in honor of Women's History Month. But in terms of like fashion shows, I have not married to a fashion show yet, but I have all the fabrics so. though. Got it, got it. And you mentioned your Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle for fashion design is Chastity Sorrell. That's C-H-A-S-I-T-Y-S-E-R-E-A-L. My acting page is Chastity underscore S underscore Jenkins because I am a new wife and I had to have that last name. <laughs> yes, I, I wasn't going to bring congratulations. Your wedding thank pictures you. look absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you. So, you know, I, I, I do want to ask another question about marriage because, you know, that's a goal of mine. Maybe God willing. Yes. <laughs> what is what is a secret that you can give women on preparing for marriage know who you are mm. Mm. I, like I feel like especially in um past relationships it's easy to lose yourself yeah. um because no matter how independent or alpha female we are naturally we are people who nurture who are submissive and you can slowly but surely especially if you're a mom already lose yourself behind catering to um, loving on, and it, it can cause for easy manipulation of a man. So before you say I do, before you um, figure out or find out if this is your forever partner in life, know who you are and love yourself first because that's how they're... A man will only do what you allow, I would say that. Mm, that's true. Amen that to that. Church is over. Okay, <laughs> I'm pass out the mints and the collection plate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chastity, oh my God. thank you so much for this conversation. It was an absolute joy and pleasure. Um, continue blessings and prayers to you, your entire family. Enjoy thank the rest you. of your day. And we will be looking for your next project. I'm going to actually watch um, the reading again with a few friends because I told them they're missing something amazing. We already ordered our food and snacks. And I'm going to get my fat girl on while I watch you in the reading 
That would actually be good to watch it again because I'm pretty sure you probably missed a few things. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, did you, know, you get all the way to the end past the credits? Oh, 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 see, now I gotta watch it. No, I didn't. You know, that's when black people leave. <laughs> that is, but you definitely have to watch it again because you missed something major. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, now I got to tell my friends. Let's get ready. Oh, I'm excited. You know what? Maybe I'll yeah. watch before I get to them, so I won't be surprised. No, I want you need to have all the reactions. Don't try to think you. I mean, you I can miss think, you know what's going on. Upset. Oh, yeah. You missed a few things. Well, that you missed, but I'm pretty sure you have to go back and watch it and really pay attention. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Done, 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 and done. All right, church service is over. Okay, okay. We need people to exit to the left if you're on this side, and exit to the right if you're on that side. <laughs> thank you so much. It. Enjoy your day, beautiful. You bye bye. Thank you for having me. Bye. <laughs> so, there you have it. Um, Chastity Surreal Jenkins that is her married name. She was recently married. New love. No, it really isn't a new love because, like I said, she was engaged to her now husband as she was a contestant and finalist on Project Runway Season 19. Rebellious Reflection was the name of her line when she presented during the finals of Project Runway Season 19. Love the title. It just spoke so much about the journey, the narrative of Black women. Rebellious Reflection. If you're a black woman watching this, how many times have you been asked, why do you look so mean? Why aren't you smiling? Damn it, because I got the weight of the world on my shoulders and I'm tired. Matter of fact, I'm not even tired. I'm tired. T-Y-D. <laughs> okay, I am tired. So if you've watched the reading on BET+, Plus, drop some comments. And let me know if it's a nay or a yay. I really did love the reading. And now that she told me that I missed something, see, that's what we have to stop doing. And oftentimes, I really do watch the credits of um, any type of television show, film. I like to read the credits if it's, you know, music. Because there are so many people behind the scenes that you need to know about. So I'm so serious. I'm going to watch the. I'm going to watch it before my friends chat. <laughs> you won't catch me slipping. <laughs> I'm going to watch it for a second and a third time. Because like she said, once the credit rolls, there's something else to the reading. I'm here for it. The actors were amazing. Monique did the damn thing. She totally carried the mu the movie along with Chastity, who plays Sky Brown, the medium, who just sends Monique's character in a tailspin, honey. I live for a good horror film. I really, really do. I want to be scared. I was one of, those one of those kids. I lived for a good horror flick, especially Dracula. Dracula scared me to the point I would go to sleep I don't care in the dead of summer with the window closed and my hand around my neck. You won't bite me in my sleep. <laughs> I was terrified. But when I woke up the next day, I was like, oh, he ain't get me. 
So I'm going to watch me another Dracula film. This is what the reading reminds me of. Those old school horror films where you are truly, truly scared to go to sleep. You're scared to turn off the light. You're scared to get up in the middle of the night and go Tinkerbell. You're just scared, scared, scared. You're scared to say Candyman in the mirror three times. Don't do that because I'm still a little nervous. But the reading, I'm telling you, this is a must-see film. If you haven't watched it, make sure that that is on your to-do list. So once again, Chastity Surreal, a diversified portfolio. She is a successful fashion designer. Yeah, did you see The Real Housewives of, of Potomac? She designed Karen Huger's dress. Child, I'm so glad that she didn't design Giselle Bryant's dress because that dress looked like a white diamond bottle. It really did. Who styled you, child? It looked like you really got that dress from the second lady of the church, not the first lady, because the first lady would know better. But maybe it was a second lady who fighting to be the first lady and don't know no better. So she's just trying to make sure that she get the first lady out the way. So this has been another amazing edition of Sonya on Air. I love you so much for tuning in. Once again, make sure that you subscribe to every Sonya on Air streaming platform. Sonya on Air streams, of course, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Stitcher. Child, you can even tell Alexa, Alexa, play Sonya on air and Alexa will find Sonya on air for you. Also streaming on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you hit the little notification bell. That way, every time I upload an old new Sonya on air celebrity interview, you'll be the first ones to know. Now go ahead and do your homework. Your homework is subscribing to every Sonya on air platform. You got it? Got it. Smooches dolls. I'll see you next time.